entirely to present Shooting Lights Out. And this new episode of Shooting Lights Out is sponsored by Fanatics. So fish and Lights is everything with Fanatics.com. Get special deals and great discounts with Fanatics.com with Sports Fan Shop. Also, Shooting Lights Out is brought to you by Locker Rooms by Leeds. Custom hats, official hats, t-shirts, and so much more with Locker Rooms by Liz. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a live edition of Shooting Lights Out. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, as I get on camera here, welcome to Shooting Lights Out Live, Tuesday, January 20th, 2023, with your boy, the playmaker down there, so I was out here, uh, uh, now it's sunny, Jacksonville, Florida, early, it was, uh, rain like it was a thunderstorm coming, now I can see the sun out, you know, see the sun coming through the room and whatnot, but hey, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, as you see, the title does say second quarter of the NBA season begins, but you saw that I played the men's shooting lights out intro because that's what I'm going to begin at. I'm talking NBA and WNBA today's episode because the around the hardwood session is the NBA. And to begin around our hardwood, let's look at it. Beginning with sources, Michael Jordan agrees to sell Hornet States for $3 billion. Michael Jordan was the majority owner of the uh, Charlotte Hornets for over a decade, I believe. They've probably been 13 years, I believe. And, you know, he he's done some. He tried to do some good things for the, for the organization. Just didn't work out. Charlotte is one of them teams that you don't care about or as an NBA fan goes. It's not one of the teams that you have high on your list, mostly at the bottom of your list when it comes to teams that you look forward to seeing. You know, he had the good old days when you had um, Okafor and Kimball Walker in them days in the mid-2000s. But outside of that, Charlotte hasn't been really much to look at. Um, you had your couple of years about a couple of years ago when Lamelo, with Lamelo Ball and crew was making play-ins but not playoffs. So it hasn't hasn't been working out for Michael Jordan in Charlotte. So he still has he has minority owner. He's still a, he's still part owner of the uh, Charlotte Hornets. He does no longer being the majority owner. He's giving that to somebody else. So. That took place four days ago, so that is what it is on that one. And hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe going in a new direction. Maybe what the organization needs for them to try to do some good things in the city of Charlotte. All right. Moving on. Gris John Morant suspended for twenty-five games by the NBA. Okay. We was waiting for the punishment to be handed down from our silver because he did not want to do it in during the uh, NBA Finals. He was uh, trying to be cognizant of not creating headlines outside of the NBA Finals between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. But season is over. Denver won the championship. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Now the suspension has been handed down. The punishment has been handed down to John Morant which is 25 games, and there's a lot of factors in this one, just so to speak. But before I get to the factors, as you can see here on the left is the 
NBA's uh, communications law for what happened. And it says here, June 16, 2023, NBA announced today that Mitchell Grizzlies guard John Morant has been suspended for 25 games without pay for, for contract detrimental to the league. Morant posed a fire yarn in the car during a live stream video on May 13, less than two months after he was suspended eight games without pay for a live streaming a of a video on March 4th in which he displayed a fire yarn while in an intoxicated state at a Denver area nightclub. They go on to say Morant's suspension begins immediately and will remain in effect through the first 25 games of the 2023-2024 NBA regular season, for which he is otherwise eligible and able to play. He will also be required to meet certain conditions before he's returned to play and will be ineligible to participate in any public league or team activity, including preseason games, during the course of his suspension. He can't be around the team. He can't be in the lane. He can't be in the arena. Can't do nothing. But the NBA goes on to say, John Morant's decision to once again wield a firearm on social media is an alarming and disconcerting, given his similar conduct in March, for which he has already suspended eight games. NBA Adam Silver says he continued on to say, the potential of young play of other young players to eliminate John's conduct is partly concerning. Under these circumstances, we believe a suspension of 25 games is appropriate and makes clear that engaging in reckless and irresponsible behavior with guns would not be tolerated. For Ja, basketball needs to take a back seat at this time. Prior to his return to play, he will be required to formulate and fulfill a program with the league that directly addresses the circumstances that led him to repeat this destructive behavior. That's the from the NBA and Adam Silver. On the right side is what John Morant says in his statement. Those of you can see it on YouTube. Those of you who are listening to the audio version, here it says, it says, quote, I have had time to reflect and realize how much I hurt, how much hurt I've caused. I want to apologize to the NBA, to the Grizzlies, my teammates, the city of Memphis, to Alexander Zach Clean, and Robert Purr, who gave me the opportunity to be a professional athlete and have supported me. I am sorry for the harm I have done to the kids who look up to me. I am sorry for failing you as a role model. I promise I'm going to be better. To all my sponsors, I'm going to be better, a better representation of our brands. To all my fans, I'm going to make it up to you, I promise. I am spending this offseason, and my suspension continue to work on my mental health and decision-making. I am also going to be training so that I am ready to go when I can come back on the court. I know my teammates are going to hold it down. And I am so sorry I won't be out there with you at the beginning of the season. I hope you'll give me the chance to prove to you to you over over time I am a better man than what I have been showing you. That is from the point guard John Moran himself. I could go ahead and go off, which I did back then when you got suspended, when you did it the second time. But I ain't gonna do it. Because not only the suspension, see what most, and I mean, when the suspension headed down, you had some people say, oh, they doing too hard on him, or something's not even enough. Y'all do realize that he can't make all NBA next season. You have to play a certain amount of games to make all NBA. And when you make all NBA, you are eligible for a match contract. This suspension. For making a bad decision once again, now it has cost John Morant at least, at least $40 million. That's because he can't make all NBA. Simply because he can't make all NBA. And all NBA returns into mess contracts. You want to know why Boston Celtics have a dilemma with on their hands? Because both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both made all NBA teams, and they both have Mets contracts they can get. Next year, John Morant won't be up for a Mets contract. You're losing at least $40 million, and you suspended without pay, which is adding even more to the $40 million that you're losing already. So I hope from this time, and 25 games, so we're talking probably in November when he's coming back. The season begins in what, October? Actually, no. 
No, we're talking around about these summer. Maybe Christmas time when John Moran might be coming back. Because the season starts, to, starts in mid-October. 25 games, that's probably a month time. Month and a half. So, yeah, we're looking around Christmas time for John Morant to come back to play for the Memphis Grizzlies. Dude, that's a... You already missed one-fourth of the season as it is. So, that already hurts. Money rises hurts. We're going to see what your endorsement deals are if you're... Sponsors still want to sponsor you or not. We're going to see how that goes. But, John, you got to be better, bro. Whatever you got to do, do it so you can be better. And show everybody that you're better. If you have to change the circle that you're with, change the circle that you're with. Everybody's not meant to join you in your journey. Everybody has a time and place in your life. Everybody can't roll with you to the promised land. Some people got to get off before the promised land. Some people got to get off before you hit the stardom, before you hit that mega deal. Some people got to go. That's the way life is. You cannot continue to hang around the same people if this is the same people that get you in trouble. Now, it's not their fault because you're a grown man. You make your own decisions. But everybody can't join the ride, y'all. Because everybody just can't join the ride. You loved them. They was there for you when you are down. But everybody cannot be on the journey to the promised land. It's just the way life is, man. So do what you got to do, man. Get right. Get back on the court. You are the face. You're not just the face of an organization. You're not just the face of the NBA. You are the face of the entire Memphis City. Okay. When they see John Morant, they just don't see NBA. They just don't see the Grizzlies. They see the city of Memphis. When it comes to you, John Morant, you're the face of that entire city. There's no NFL team that plays in Memphis. The college team, the university is not that big enough to be in the line like like that. Memphis has a great program, football and basketball, Penny Highway Coast is the basketball team. But they're not big enough like that. You're not gonna see Memphis in the bright lights with the Kentucky or North Carolina, UCLA or Duke in basketball and football or Alabama or Ohio State or USC or Georgia. Memphis is not in that light in college. It's the Grizzlies. And you're the face of that organization, which makes you the face of that city. So do what you got to do, man. Get back on the court, because you are a spectacular basketball player on the court. Do what you, do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. Moving on. Lou Williams, three times sixth man of the year, retires from the NBA. Lou Williams, the most productive bench player in NBA history, is hanging it up. Lou, Lou Williams is one of them guys that I enjoy watching. That man was a bucket. Let's not kid ourselves, okay? That man was a bucket when he stepped on the court. And more so coming off the bench. Okay. Narco says Lou Williams, who had made his mark in the NBA coming off the bench over the course of a 17-year career, announced retirement Sunday. Williams revealed the decision in a YouTube video narrated by his daughter that covered his journey to the NBA and time in the league. The 36-year-old Williams won three six-man of the year awards in 2015, 2018, and 2019, tied with Jamal Crawford for the most in NBA history. Ryan Perrin in, uh, in 1,123 games, with only 122 starts, he set an NBA record with 13,396 points off the bench, which is 2,117 more than Jamal Crawford. Lou Williams averaged 13.9 points per game, along with, thir- along with 3.4 assists per game, while he played for the following team, the good up 76ers, the Atlanta Hawks, the Toronto Raptors, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Houston Rockets, and the Los Angeles Clippers. 
discuss his final game came in game six of the first round of the Eastern Conference playoff when the Boston Celtics took out the Atlanta Hawks in six games. That was his final game. That was back in April. Lou Wynn was the 45th overall pick in the 2005 draft. Out of the 60 players taken that year, only Chris Paul has scored more points in that draft than Lou Williams. Lou Williams finished his career with 15,593 points, 131st in the NBA history. Congratulations, Lou Williams, on a career. Congratulations on being one of the most productive bench players that the NBA has ever seen. And we wish you nothing but the best in your future endeavors. Now we get to the main topic of the NBA offseason thus far. The Suns finalizing trade for Wizards Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill was in a trade to the Phoenix Suns as the Phoenix Suns would be as the Phoenix Suns sitting Hall of Famer Chris future Hall of Famer Chris Paul a boatload of second round picks and I do believe that was supposed to be you know, Landry Samick to the Washington Wizards for just simply Bradley Bill now first and foremost you see that guy on that screen right there those of you who are watching on Facebook YouTube and Twitter that is Kendrick Perkins. And what they put right there, it says Perkins. Suns are best team in basketball at the Bill Trade. Um, first of all, what makes them the best team in basketball? Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Bill. We got three scores, three shooters. Okay. Mm, you just let go of your point guard and Chris Paul. Is Cameron Bain going to be your starting point guard now? Who's going to be the point guard? Okay. Uh, you let go Landry Sherman, who came off your bench after you had to let go Dorian Finney-Smith, Mikael Bridges, and Cam Johnson to send to Brooklyn, which depleted your bench, which is the problem. You got ran out, the, you got ran out and sits by the Denver Nuggets to begin with. You don't have a bench, and you just lessen the bench, even though you have a buttload of second-round picks. So, first of all, you don't have no floor general, and secondly, you have no defense, and thirdly, you have no bench. What makes the Phoenix Suns better than the Denver Nuggets, Kendrick Perkins? Because I do recall the Denver Nuggets just won the NBA championship. I do recall ain't none of them, ain't none of their starters or key players are at the age of 30. Matter of fact, the killer is the closest one, and he's at 28. What makes Phoenix better than Denver? Somebody tell me, because Kendrick Perkins says the Suns are the best team in the NBA. I just don't recall, because I just, just watched the Denver Nuggets beat the Miami Heat in five. Okay? And Miami gave them all they can handle. I watched them beat, I watched them sweep the Lakers. Sweep LeBron James, Anthony Davis. And the Lakers gave them all they had. Outside of D'Angelo Russell. Phoenix and six. After Devin Booker went crazy in games three and four in Phoenix, he went back to Denver, got smacked up, and then Denver came back to Phoenix and smacked him again. And actually smacked him worst. And then that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Who didn't have a chance in hell to beat Denver. And everybody knew it. So what somebody explained to me what Perk is trying to say here by saying the Phoenix Suns is the best team in basketball. And by the way, they're not better than the Boston Celtics. They're not better than Milwaukee Bucks. They have no both teams in the East have benches. And they have point guard play. And they play defense. Well, more the more of the Bucks than the Celtics, because I don't know what happened with the Celtics. They played defense one year and it was spectacular in the following year, which is this past season. They forgot how to play defense. So. But nevertheless, name me teams that the Phoenix Suns are better than with the Bradley Brill trade. Okay? The Nuggets won the championship and they ain't going nowhere. 
they're going to have the, pretty much the same damn team coming back. Unless Bruce Brown decided to go somewhere else, but I highly doubt it. The entire starting five was on the contract. So that Contreras, Carwell, Poe, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic. They all on the contract. Christian Brown, he was just, he was just a rookie. So he going into his second season. I forgot Michael Porter Jr., who actually stepped up in game six to help close the deal for the Denver Nuggets. Mike Belong still the head coach. That's just something that got on my nerve because I'm listening to Perkin. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? What makes the Phoenix Suns better than the champions? What makes the Phoenix Suns better than the top two teams in the in the East? Tell me something. Okay. They may be better than Memphis because Memphis is on the immature side, as you just talked about earlier about John Murray getting suspended. So we go, we go see about Memphis. Lakers is questionable. We're gonna see about the Lakers and who's gonna be on the roster with LeBron James. Don't get me started on the goddamn Clippers. I'm gonna wait my months before I even have to address the Clippers on that one. So I'm just gonna wait. Okay. But tell if anybody agrees with Perk on why the Phoenix Suns the best team in the in the NBA, let me know, please. Facebook, Twitter, comment on here. I let me know. Because I don't see the Phoenix Suns being the best team in the NBA. That's Denver. As my good buddy Brian Snow says, to be the champs, you have to unseat the champs. And the champs that are sitting in that seat right now is in the Mile High City. Until otherwise, I don't want to hear nothing about Phoenix Suns being the best. I really don't. But nevertheless, the Phoenix Suns have a big three now. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and now Bradley Bill. Wonderful offensive players. Each of them averaging over 20 points a game. So that's at least 60 right there for them three. Uh, how much? What was the average points of the NBA this season? I just, I just, I'm curious. I'm doing a live research here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing some. I'm just, I'm gonna do research on this one. So from this past season, it looks like so. Looking at this. Now I'm getting this information from uh, Sports Kin Kita. Says in the twenty in the 2020-2020 season, teams average teams are scoring one fourteen point two points per game, which is the nice highest in league history. So we score. So we saying fourteen point two points per game. Each of these three guys and Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Bill average at least 20 points a game. They average at least. So if I'm doing the math correctly, right, at least 60. So we're talking 114.2 minus 60. So the rest of the team, whoever finished the size to put around them, we're going to see what they do with DeAndre Ayton. The rest of the team has to combine for at least 54 points. Do the Phoenix Suns have a team that can combine for 54 points outside of them three? Do they? I don't see it. I I, I I don't see it. Let tell me who's on who's on the Phoenix Suns team outside of those three. Who can help get the 54 points? Because that's what the that's what team was averaging this past season. 114. With these three combining for at least 60. At least 60. You, they gonna give you 60 at least. Anything less than that, you definitely in trouble if you Phoenix. But they're gonna give you at least 60. Can the rest of the team get you 54? That's the question. Because you don't you have no defense. Who's going to play defense? DeAndre Ayton, they say DeAndre Ayton is the defender. He don't play defense. He don't block shots. Don't nobody go in a hole and is scared of DeAndre Ayton. So who, how is Matt Ispran and... Apparently Isaiah Thomas, because apparently Isaiah Thomas was about to be taking a role in the, inside the Phoenix Suns organization, because he was part of the Chris Paul thing, from what Chris Paul was saying. Isaiah Thomas had had something to do with the whole Chris Paul being traded to Washington and out of Phoenix. So, what are y'all gonna do with defense? How y'all gonna fill out the rest of your team? Okay, because 
I can tell you, I can tell you this right now. This past playoff, that Phoenix Benz did not average nowhere close to 54 points. Nowhere close to it. So let me know. And speaking of Chris Paul, you shall see what happens with Chris Paul, you know. Uh, he could get traded. That's what the Wizards are trying to do. They're trying to get something back for Chris Paul. They don't want to lose him to Vincent Kennedy. But if not, they could buy him out and let him roll to, you know, one to two schools in L.A., whatnot. Lakers are reuniting with the Clippers. Both teams can use a point guard anyway. And like I said, I'm going to wait my months before I even talk about the Clippers. But we shall see what the future holds for Chris Paul. But for right now, he's in the nation's copper with the Wizards as of right now. Until then, we're going to see what happens. But, hey, that's the rip. That's the around the hardwood session for you, NBA style. When we come back, we're going to dive into the WNBA like I'm supposed to be doing. The Playmakers blog is proudly to announce that it is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, where you can get all your official license, sports gear, memorabilia, whether it's for the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, or even International Soccer League, or even college sports. So whip your team, whip the hardware, get comfortable, because Fanatics is the way to go, where sports fans shop and official license everything. The Playmakers Bar is proudly to announce that it lettered a partnership deal with Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Stream live sports from any device that you have, whether it is your computer, laptop, or even your cellular device. Catch breaking news live when it happens, and enjoy a mountain of entertainment from movies to shows to whatever you love doing. Paramount Plus. Plan starts at $4.99 a month, but right now, you can get a free trial. Just hit that link below with the Playmakers blog and start your free trial right now. Paramount Plus. Mountains of the Entertainment. And welcome back to Shooting Lights Out, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Two of our sponsors, Fanatics.com. Get your official license, everything with Fanatics.com. Especially if you're a Nuggets fan and a Las Vegas Knights fan celebrating championships in Vegas and Denver. And Paramount Plus, get ready to watch all types of live sports, breaking news, any shows that you like from Nickelodeon, CBS to Comedy Central, all with Paramount Plus. So as y'all can see here, those who are watching on Facebook, Twitter and in uh YouTube. It's time to talk WNBA because we are in the second quarter of the WNBA season. And to begin us off, we're gonna recap the weekend that was in the WNBA. Beginning with Friday. Friday night we had two games, the Mercury and the Mystics and the Lynx and the Spartans. Beginning with the Phoenix Mercury and the nation's capital take on the Washington Mystics. Without the service of Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner, you can just you can see how wide this game with the way it is with the Washington Lynx winning by 1988 to 69 on his on the day. Elena Deladon 17 points. Uh Skies with 16. Atkins with 11. Mean with 14. That's a all-around effort. When we're going out with the with the Mercury hat 20. Cunningham with 13, but you know, when you shorthand like the Mercury are without Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner, there's only so much you can do. As you can see, the Mercury shot 39% from the field, 32% from three, just wasn't a particular game for the Phoenix Mercury. But those things that happened, does the Mercury, the Mercury fall to two and seven on the season, and the misses go to six and four. The night careful Friday night, we saw the Minnesota Lynx in the bright light city of Los Angeles to take on the L.A. Sparks. Close contested game in the, uh, in the Minnesota. Minnesota Lynx, 77-72 over the Sparks. Minnesota got their third win of the season Friday night. Natasha Kaya, 25 points with six rebounds. McBride added 16. They did just enough. They had some bench up as well. Mitchell came off the bench with 10. 
you got seven from Ben Ham and three from Allen. So your bench gave you 20 points off the bench. You got 25 from your star player, Natasha Collier, 16 from McBride, one of your guards. That's all it takes as for the Sparks. And B, 14 points. Canada, 22 points. Not a good game for Nirike. Nirike struggled without her sister. Sister was dealing, her sister came off the bench dealing with the, uh, I think she was dealing with a shoulder injury, if I'm correct. Chanel Agrima Katie was dealing with a shoulder injury. So she missed a couple of games. She came back from coming off the bench, but Enrique, Enrique struggled only eight points, two for nine from the field. Tough loss for the LA spot that dropped them to five and five on the, on the season. Look at the team statistic here 51% shooting for the Lynx. Spark shot 43 at home. Shoot, three point shooting was not good. 30, 35% for the Sparks, 32 for the Lynx, but it didn't matter. Both teams shot 68% from the free throw line. Uh, nevertheless, the Lynx got their third win of the season. You can't be mad at that. They got their third win of the season. That was Friday. Saturday, we had one game on the dike. The highest scoring game of the season thus far took place in Big D, Dallas, Texas, where the Dallas Wings hosted the Seattle Storm. And the storm took it 109 to 93. The highest scoring game of the season. You're talking 112, uh, 212 points scored uh, for the for the storm. All starting five scored in double figures, led by none other than the leading score of the WBA. Jewel Lowe dropping 39 on the day. She wasn't going to be outdone because Enrique Agumawale. 41 in a losing effort. Sabler gave you 25. Howard gave you 24 and 10. But man, when the entire starting five hit double figures and the leader almost dropped 40, man, I don't know what to tell you. But a high scoring affair back and forth, you know. Seattle jumped out to a four point lead out of one. Then they came back and added an eight point lead at halftime. The Wings came out storming after halftime. They took a one-point lead going into the fourth quarter, and then 35-28, Seattle. That's all it took to win by six. 109-103. What a game. Jewel Lloyd, she has made a strong case to be in the All-Star game. She has made a strong case to be part of the MVP conversation, to say the least, because the Storm has three wins on the year. They're not completely out of it yet. Even though we are one quarter of the way through the one quarter of the way through the season, they still got 30 more games left from Saturday night. But she is doing all she can for the Seattle Storm, man. This is ridiculous. She is the leading scorer, and it's not even close. She is scoring at every wood West way. Look at the stat: 12 for 21, and it's sufficient. 39 at that. 12 for 21, seven from 12 from three. Oh man. Aguma Wally, same thing with her 41 point. 13 for 24 from the field, 7 from 4 from 7 for 14 from 3. I mean, they put on the show. But hey, Seattle Storm got it. Let's see what they do. And then Saturday, then that was Saturday. We go to Sunday. Sunday was a loaded slate Sunday. As you can see here, Mercury was at the Liberty. Dream was at the Fever. Sky was at the Mystic. Sun was at the Sparks. And Links were at the Champ Aces. And to begin off my New York Liberty hosted the uh Phoenix Mercury without the service of Diana Tarasi and Brittany Ghana for the Merc for the Mercury. And for us, we did not have Sabrina Inescu for our second game of this. And yes, you can see 89-71 with the win. Nevertheless, I did see the Liberty started to look bad. So two of our three losses this season were were which we had double digit leads and we lost them. It almost became a third one at home again because at one point we was up 20. I think the lead has got bigger the the lead was as big as 20 if I remember correctly. 22. And then the Mercury got it down to eight in the fourth quarter before the Liberty finally put the finishing touches on this game. Does win it by 18. Uh, Sophia Cuttingham, she put on the display in the second half. Uh, she finished with 27 points, 9 for 15 from the field, 5 for 10 from three. 
she did not let her team just get beat up at Molly Walk. She helped them fight back into it to the closest eight. And then Brianna Stewart, Stewie, 28 and 14, seven assists. John Coyle Jones, she's slowly coming to form, slowly coming to form. Her first double-double as a New York Liberty with 13 points, 11 boards. It's good to see her, but she's slowly coming aboard. You know, she's working her way from that surgery on her, I will say, her foot. But we giving her time. She's slowly coming. Uh, and it's also a good opportunity to see us without Sabrina and Nescu. Now we can see what we need to work on more and more. And Sabrina get to see what she needs to work on before she comes back. Because as of right now, and I'm going to show you the team stats here. We shot 48% from the field to the Mercury's 42 we shot 35 close to 35 percent from three. Mercury shot close to 32 percent from three. Nevertheless, we had the biggest lead of 22. He got cut to eight at one point. We never trailed, nevertheless. But before I move on to the next game, we have some things to work on. Okay, well, we we gonna we gonna figure it out because right now we are we are behind the Connecticut Suns and the Las Vegas Aces. Okay. Of course, the A's are dominating everybody, and we're going to see in a bit when I get to them in that game against the Minnesota Lynx. And the Connecticut Suns, they are balling as well. But we got we to gotta be able to hold on to leads, which is good. We was able to hold on. We was, they, they came back, but we was able to finish it off, which is good for us. But we got to be able to hold on to leads here. And as the season continues to progress, we should get better and better and better. To the point where we look like the superstar team that everybody is expecting us to look like when all these trades happen and Brianna Stewart comes over and Courtney Venice Luke comes over and all this other stuff. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Just a little scared right now because we are prone to blowing big leads now. And I don't like that for us. Now, a team that is on the horizon, a team that is just getting it together. The Atlanta Dream that was in Indiana to take on the Indiana Fever, Haley Jones versus Aaliyah Boston. But uh, this is a Alicia Gray's day. Okay. Alicia Gray went to have it. 25 points. Ryan Howard dropped in 21. Coffee dropped in 11. Parker dropped, Cheyenne Parker dropped in 15. Haley Jones on the game, yay, but it didn't matter because the Atlanta Dream, 100 to 94, win in Indiana. They third consecutive road win. Now they are sitting at five and five on the season. And then the Indiana people dropped to four and seven on the season. Aaliyah Boston, 25 points, six boards. She's doing her thing. She's 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 finding her way. Mitchell also added 24. You got 12 from Smith. But the Atlanta Dream, man, they are starting to put it together. Ever since they inserted Haley Jones in that starting lineup. They have been winning. They have been winning, and it's good to see. The team down in the ATL doing some good things, so we still keep it up. They had 500 right now at 5-5 five five on the season. They're looking pretty good right now. Look at the team statistics here. 56% shooting from the dream. 47% from three. 78, 79% from free throw. I mean, everything just looks better than the free percent for the free throw because the free was shot close to 83% from the line. Free was shot 45% from the field and 21% from three. And then you're the home team at that. The, the dream never trailed. They had the biggest lead of 18 and only won by six. But the Atlanta dream are putting it together now. Do not sleep on the Atlanta dream. They are coming. From the Indiana back to the capital of D.C. because Washington Mystics hosted the Chicago Star and with an eight-point win, 77-69. to The Washington Mystics moved their record to 74 on the season. The Chicago Sky dropped to 5-7 and seven on the season. Atlanta Delano Don, 20 points, his boards. Sky gave you 16. You got 12 from Austin. And it was a, just a – that's a terrible day for the, for the Sky. I mean, Kelly Cooper, eight points. Williams, two points. E. Williams, nine points. Smith, eight points. I mean, Marbury's the leading score. Marbury gave you 11. Your leading score came off the bench. 
And that's Morgan Bristol. She gave you 16 off the bench. That shit looking so good. You the Chicago Sky. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> if your leading scorer is off the bench, it better be some astronomical numbers for them to be the leading scorer for your team over your starters. And then when it's the leading score of your team is only 16 points, that's a problem. That's why the Chicago Sky took a nail. A big one on that one because the leading score can't be 16 points and it's off your bench. That just can't happen. Okay? Team statistics. I mean, they shot 44% from the field, 30% from three, and 64% from the free throw line, which is abysmal. I mean, but the Mercury shot 39% from the field, 33 from three, 84% from the free throw line. It was the free throw line that got y'all beat. Okay? 22 to nine and made free throws. That is 13 points right there. The bloggers lead was 17. Mercury, and the Mercury won, I mean, uh, missed this one by eight. I mean, good grace. Then that brings us to the City of Angels again from the nation's capital because the LA Sparks trying to bounce back, but they're going against the Connecticut Suns and the Connecticut Suns with an 83-74 win over the LA Sparks, moving their record to 9-3 and three on the season. This team here, I mean, Joanna Bonner, 20 points. Alicia Thomas, 16 points. You got Brianna Jones with 17 points. <laughs> that trio right there is a problem. Bonner, Thomas, and Jones, that trio is a problem. Look at this. That is 50. That's 53 points between them three. And they scored 83. Where's the team when they had to get them 30? Now, Nakay Agumake, Nake she had a better game than last game. 19 points, field team boys, five assists. Only shot seven for 20 from the field. That's a lot of shots. Uh, Stevens 12, Canada 14. It's just the, the, the Sparks are struggling a bit, five and five and six on the season. Like I said, the Connecticut Suns are nine and three on the season. And you, all right. <laughs> Good Lord. The, 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 the trail of Bonner, Thomas, and Jones is problematic for the WNBA right now. We knew what we expected, what the Aces were going to look like. we waiting to see how my New York Liberty finally gets it all together. And then the Connecticut Suns is out here bashing people too, cause they got and all and all they and all they stars are the big girls inside. Look at it, Dewana Barner, she's a Ford. Alicia Thomas, a Ford. Brianna Jones, a Ford. These three are these three are lethal, man. They are lethal. Man, my New York Liberty better watch out because we, we we won the first one. I we won the first one. But when we when we meet them again, it might not be the same story because them three them three ladies there, it's a handful. Okay, they are a handful. Go to the team statistics here. Fifty three percent shooting for the Suns to forty one percent from the Sparks. Three point shooting forty percent for the Suns twenty one percent. Yeah, fourteen for nineteen, four for nineteen from three. Ew. boy, that's that's rough. That is rough. But hey, the Sparks—they had an eight-point lead at one point, but the Sun wasn't having it. They just weren't having it. And then finally, we get to the most dominating team in the WNBA, and that is the reigning defending in WNBA champions, the Las Vegas Aces. As yet again, they won a fourth game this season by at least 25 points. They are 11 and 1 on the season. 93 to 62 of the Minnesota Lynx. It's, it's bad. It's bad when you can win by 32 and the reigning. League MVP, reigning finals MVP, and Asia Wilson only scores eight points, but grabs 14 boards. The reigning league MVP and WNBA finals MVP 
only scored eight points in the and this team won by 32 or 31. Jackie Young, 24 points. Kelsey Plum, 21 points. Chelsea Gray, 17 points. Candace Parker, 11. <laughs> it don't matter. Any of the five can go off. Any of the five can go off at any given moment. Jackie Young has put together back-to-back 24-point games. Well, she had like, I think she had like 20 in her last game. She come back and drop 24. Kelsey Plum just goes for 20 whenever she feels like it. Chelsea Gray can go for 20 and then have like 10 dimes whenever she wants to. Candace Park and Adrian wasn't a walking double-doubles whenever they feel like it. And we still ain't seen much from the bench yet. We had that one game from um, Kristen Bell before this game when she went off and dropped 11. Alicia Clark still, still hasn't been a factor yet. Stokes hasn't been a factor yet. This is what makes it scary with this darn team. And Becky Hammond is just... Becky Hammond is literally just letting her girls have fun right now. Literally. Look at the minutes, 24 minutes, 25 minutes, 26 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Like, what? I mean, Natasha Carter, I mean, you ran into a buzzsaw, which is the defending champs. You scored 18, gave you seven boys, but y'all ran into a buzzsaw that's just the defending champs, and this is what the defending champs have been doing to people. They've been smacking people around. And I think sometime next week, we get our first opportunity against the Las Vegas Aces, and I'm looking forward to it, and I'm also not looking forward to it. Because I don't want Sabrina Prees be back before we play the Las Vegas Aces. I need to see this, how we match up with the Las Vegas Aces, because Lord have mercy. My fact, I need to find out when is that game. When do we play the Las Vegas Aces? And where is that game being played at? Because <laughs> they smacking everybody. We played them on the 29th. And it's in Las Vegas. That's the first matchup with the defending champions is in Vegas when my Liberty go there on the 29th. The 29th, that will be a Wednesday. No, that will be a Thursday. That will be a Thursday. And then the next time we make them will not be until when? Well, it might not be until August. Yep, August 6th. That will be in New York. So we pretty much have about nine days before we set our first meeting with the uh, defending champion because they is rolling everybody 10 and 1 on the season. They shot 47% from the field, 33% from three, 86% from the free throw line. For the Lynx, 33% from the field. The Minnesota Lynx shot the same as the as the Asia shot in three points. <laughs> this is cool. So the the Aces shot 33%, which is the same percentage that the Lynx shot in the entire game. The Lynx shot 16% from the fit from three-point range. The 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 beating that they put on these girls is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. All right. The aces is, is unstoppable. All right, here's just the uh, current standings of the WBA right now. As always, I just mentioned 10 and 1 is the reigning defending champs. Right behind them is the Connecticut Suns at 9 and 3. We are in third. If you're a Liberty fan, we're sitting in that third at 7 and 3. The Washington Mystics, 7 and 4. The surprising Atlanta Dream is up there, 5 and 5 on the year. They ran out the top five. And as you see on the other side, the East and the West is breakdown as the Suns lead the East. The, of course, the Aces lead the West. There's no, there's no competition in that. Okay. Commissioner's Cup standings right now. You see the Aces at five and zero over in the West. The Connecticut Sun are four and two in the East. We're tied with the Atlanta Dream at four and three. With the New York Liberty and the Atlanta Dream tied at four and three. It's for second place. And second place in the West is the Dallas Wings at three and two. And I don't see them catching the Aces whatsoever. So we just gonna 
leave that right there. All right. And before we get out of here and call it a day, games tonight. Tonight, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, beginning at 8 p.m. on NBA TV, the Dallas Wings are hosting the Atlanta Dream. Can the Atlanta Dream make it four straight world wins? They beat the Liberty. They beat the Suns. They beat the Freever. Now can they beat the Wings down in Big D? Then at 10 p.m. on CBS Net on CBS Sports Network, the Minnesota Lynx and the LA Sparks. Also at 10 on NBA TV, after the Wings and the Dream get together, it's the Suns and the Storm today. And that is tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow, Wednesday, you have one game on the docket. It is the Las Vegas Aces in the desert to take on the Phoenix Mercury. Will Britain Grant and Diane Swartz be back for that game? If so, can they make a difference and try to hand the Aces their second loss of the season? You shall see 3.30 NBA TV. And then Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, we have a triple header. Beginning with a double header on Prime Video at 8 p.m. The Washington Mystics are in the in the windy city to take on the Chicago Sky. Also at 8 p.m. on CBS Sports Network, the Suns visit Minnesota. As the Suns and Leafs get together and following the Washington Mrs. and Chicago Sky game at 10 p.m. on Amazon Prime Video, the Indiana Fever, they are on the road to take on the Seattle Storm. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Shooting Lights Out today. We talked about some NBA stuff with the Bradley Bill trade and John Moran suspension. Also, Michael Jordan selling the uh, majority ownership of the Charlotte Hornets. And then we just dove into the WNBA. As the Aces are rolling everybody, my new lady got some things to work out, but we'll get there. The Connecticut Suns is hanging in tough, and the Atlanta Dream are starting to win games and make some headway. So, with that being said, from right here on the Playmaker, you can watch, you can listen to this on every streaming platform there is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and a whole lot more. From right here, Justin, before the Playmaker sign out, saying, I will catch y'all later. done great but you can't stop here you can't stop now you gotta keep going through all your trials and your tribulations you gotta keep pushing now finish your camp yeah gotta get it out the mud that's the only way to win who am i to point the finger like i never ever seen been through the ups and downs like the letter in they don't let you through the dope better kick it again cause that's the only way to win that's the only way to go Thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow it on all streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and a whole lot more. This has been Shooting the Lights Out. Masterpiece.